Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Thanks for tuning in to the Reset Podcast this weekend. In case you missed it, here's our recent conversation with Chicago artist Saba. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. What do you think Chicago sounds like? Well, to many, the city sounds like this. We're listening to Fearmonger. It's a track off Chicago artist Saba's latest album, A Few Good Things. The release comes four years after his critically acclaimed 2018 album, Care For Me. Alongside artists like Chance the Rapper, No Name, or Vic Mensa, Saba has defined the sound of contemporary Chicago hip-hop. The new album has received a ton of deserved praise and recognition. His new tour is well underway, and he's set to perform this evening at the Aragon Ballroom. He joins us now. Saba, welcome to Reset, and thanks for making time for us while you're on tour. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start off with your track that we opened with, Fearmonger, right? It's a song that kind of hits on the theme of the album by discussing the fear of going broke that you're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that? What's your mentality when you're trying to escape that fear? You know, honestly, this is uh, one of those things where I I thought it was necessary to make this song because it's like so many black and brown people grow up with that fear. You know, it's like everybody that I know that is even semi-successful, but that grew up in poverty. Yeah. There's this like underlying fear that your next move could fail and ruin everything that you've worked for and to me sometimes when I have thoughts like that I just have to make the song to get it out of my system and not that it's completely gone from my system but it's like to just be transparent about it and to share whatever experiences or whatever traumas or whatever you know whatever's a uh, story makes me feel like that. Yeah. Um, it's and a you're nice able outlet. To see, right. And you're able to see how many people connect with it and relate to it. And, you know, you sometimes end up with fans forever just because you were brutally honest about something that was like exactly. uncomfortable to talk about. People appreciate that when you're when you're real. Let's play another track that seems to talk about how this fear can turn to anger. This song's called Stop That. Stop that. Stop it, please. Stop that. Stop it, please. We talking about generational wealth, the pressure I built for myself. For all of the people who picks on my grandma Michelle, who heard her say, give me the belt. I would imagine one day calling manifestation and man would get taken away. We wasn't planning vacation like internet bandwidth was lagging. This feel like it's back in the day. This shit's all eyes like a captain would say. Treasure map is a trap and this rap is a rap to you back on the app. It's a matter of fact that you got to protect on the So like your, your 2018 album, Care For Me, uh, it largely discusses coping with the loss of your cousin, John Walt. And then a few good things, it focuses on the things in your life that you you hold dear, right? Like the name says. Could you talk about your personal evolution from care for me to a few good things? Um, yeah. I mean, I will say for me a lot of a lot of it was the time. You know, it takes time to more than anything, as far as like a personal evolution or a growth of any kind, it's like it's gonna really depend on the mindset and the time that's spent. So for me, making that care for me album you know, I didn't intend to make an album that sounded like Care For Me, but 
that was in the the height of my grieving. You know what I'm saying? I made that album the year my cousin had been killed. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like every song is like I can intend to make the happiest go lucky song ever, and it would still come out sounding like a grieving man because that's what I was experiencing. You know, so the mindset was kind of just stillness, and I was kind of stuck in that headspace working on that record. Yeah, working on this album. One, I will say the window of time that it it took to complete this album was way broader. We started some of these songs as early as 2018. And, you know, the album obviously didn't come out until this year. So, you know, that's like a three, four year process of just working nonstop on this music. So I think part of the personal evolution that you hear is just the time spent sitting with the record, tweaking the record and just, you know, being able to be present in a way that, in the past it's like you know it was hard to be present because it was like i'm only thinking about this experience that just happened to me whereas on this one it's like i got to i got to tell a lot more stories and be a lot more i guess vulnerable about other things you know care for me is obviously a very vulnerable record i'm not saying any of this to uh downplay how much i love that album as Mm -hmm. well but this is just a very different album to me (laughs) <laughs> Get you, for sure and, and you're you're ever evolving you're you're a father now right no no so that's the thing that a lot of people uh you know there's a lot of lyrics about this hypothetical baby but the oh. baby doesn't exist I'm like, purely, where did we get that from <laughs> it's it's purely hypothetical i had I, I think i mentioned it in two songs a simpler time and a song called soldier See, we're, so we're taking your lyrics just and, just uh, too literally just too literal, just too literal. <laughs> it was inspired by, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of friends and a lot of people that are extremely close to me started having children, like during the pandemic and everything like that. So it became a thing. The same way how, like, we care for me, you know, you go through that traumatic experience and that's what's on your head when you're writing the music. Something as beautiful as your friend having a kid can also be ringing on your on your mind when you're writing. So that's just how it comes out. Now I'm imagining myself as a father. I'm imagining my father and his thoughts and my grandfather. You know, it's just, you know, I I I think a lot. And yeah. <laughs> no, this and is this is good. You know. Well, <laughs> you know, so I wanted to play another new song. This is Soldier because it ultimately deals with struggle, but it has some beautiful insights on the experience of becoming a father when when that does happen to you one day. <laughs> Let's listen. <laughs> the life of my unborn year because what i'm gonna tell them when the time get here i'm dying from asphyxiation from the weight of the world while in the waiting room waiting for the birth of my girl i'ma be a troop trying to lead a troop of my own you know what they do to one home that's why i bought this here chrome don't need an automatic not paula patton but two guns i thought about it we called a cabin like a rally we drove it through the rain while my girl is in pain it's not impossible to think that we just made a mistake because to play the part of father is a sacred art style city made a mark upon us i'ma say that our father all i can do is pray that so what brought you to the name of soldier Soldiers inspired by a um, a most deaf lyric that's on his song, uh, Umi Says. And um, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something along the lines of like, I just want to be a man. I don't want to be um, like, I don't want to get in war or something like that. Like, I, I don't want to be a soldier. I just want to be a man. Something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. 
and uh it was so loud it was like he was talking to me that's what inspired that's what inspired the the perspective of this of this record just thinking of how many times it's like you know being from poverty and being on the west side of chicago there's so many times where it's like you have to you know be be that you have to embody that you have to be something that i don't think anybody really desires Mm -hmm. but you were just forced to do it and then started starting to think broader and removing chicago or removing whatever that personal experience is but just thinking of being a a person of color in the u.s you know what i'm saying it's like you still are forced to be something different than what you are and i think in this song more than anything we're just almost pleading to exist yeah (laughs) you know i hear you um you also released a short film alongside this album right in in an attached note you said quote few is a small number but few is not lonely in the face of all adversity a few good things is recognizing and accepting blessings beautiful sentiment there talk about your few good things what are those blessings that you you learn to recognize and accept more than anything i think presence you know i i spend a lot of time you know based on my career it's always like thinking toward the future and the growth that that you know in 5 years we'll be playing these stages in 5 years it'll be like this and 10 years we'll have this and I spent a lot of time thinking the past. In 2012, we were doing this. Oh, I miss my friends uh, who aren't here with us anymore. So I spent a lot of time in the future and in the past. I think to me, you know, it's it's about finding that sweet spot. But more than anything, this album serves as a reminder to me to just be present. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about five years from now. It's not about five years ago. It's about the moment right now. And I think, you know, few good things could be summed up into a lot of things but for me the biggest thing is is the presence the short and your album share a lot of elements let's talk more about the feeling of nostalgia that you're able to capture so well in these new songs Um, but i want to first play a bit of a song that i feel does it very well it's the song called a simpler time woke up the things that i'm getting it right So, Saba, this one talks about the difficulties you experienced growing up, but the melody and the chorus, they imply this fondness for your childhood memories. Can you speak Mm -hmm. to that? Yeah, to me, this song, you know, a lot of this album takes place 
currently, but a lot of it also takes place when I was like maybe 17 or 18. And this to me feels like maybe that time. It's like it kind of goes back and forth. Like, you know, some of those films that you don't know if you're watching the past or you're watching right now. Mm -hmm. This song kind of plays like that because that it's written currently, but reflecting on that time. You know, that was a simpler time. So to me, it's something as simple as I think one of the lyrics are uh, hop off the train at the end of the line, you know, where we where we lived out, out, out west. It was like pretty much the last stop of a lot of the buses, a lot of the trains. It's like we live as far west as you can go and still be in Chicago. So for me, something as simple as reflecting on that hop off the train at the end of the line. That was a simpler time that it's like, you know, so many memories that. Like, I didn't know that when that when I was on a train when I was 17, 18 years old, I didn't know that that was something that I would reflect on and be like, wow, these are probably some of my best days. You know, I had all of my friends with me. Everybody was alive. Everybody was right there with me. And, you know, it's just like how how quickly we could take take certain things for granted. But, you know, moving around the city and getting out of the house, getting out, getting out of out west. I think a lot of those memories kind of changed my life and turned mm-hmm. me into who I am. But it's not necessarily memories that the average person would really know to value in that moment. So to me, it was just kind of reflecting, reflecting on that while also, you know, in the verse, I am discussing similar things to Soldier where, you know, I, I mentioned parenthood, I mentioned uh my current relationship i mentioned a lot of things that are current to 2022 Mm -hmm. that are just written from the perspective of the reflection you know yeah you collaborate with a lot of other chicago artists who kind of share a a similar style it's reminiscent of neo soul or gospel music to me so talk about what it is about chicago that inspired this specific style of hip-hop for not just you but for your peers yeah to be honest i think a lot of things just happened at the same time you know i was in i was out west i was in my own world i didn't know any other chicago uh artists really and i was already having this idea to cultivate this sound that had you know influence of 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 neo soul Mm -hmm. with like harder drums like hip-hop and and stuff like that like where i i got that idea from my family my father was a neo-soul artist um he made like r&b and it was like the chords on all of his music to me when i was growing up was so beautiful so those are the chords when i first started to get into piano that i wanted to learn to play and i wanted to learn how to bring that to the you know i didn't want to make r&b i I couldn't sing i didn't want to do neo soul i wanted to make hip-hop out (laughs) of that sound Mm -hmm. and in those early like chicago years where all of these other artists are starting to emerge a lot of us just happen by pure happenstance to be doing similar things sonically so we all had you know separate ideas on our own and our own influences but it led us together and that's you know i guess where that idea initially came from to incorporate like neo soul into some of the music and just different chords you know something that you might not always hear in hip-hop love that well before i let you go i want to talk about this new tour what can you tell us 
Um, well, what would you like to know? I can tell you everything. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you excited to be back on the road? The words can't even put into perspective for you how excited I am to be back on the road. It's like, honestly, the road is where a lot of the the dream portion of being an artist is actualized. You know, we spend a lot of time when we're children just like imagining the tour bus, the stage, the venues, the crowds and everything like that. To me, the the road is the part where it's like, oh, we are musicians in real life. Like, it's not just like this imaginary thing. Because sometimes to me, I don't know about other artists, but sometimes to me, being shown so much love on the internet feels imaginary. It's like, oh, these people don't exist. Like, no, it's this. real. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> these people don't exist. And then it's like, you know, being able to actually connect and see the fans screaming lyrics and just having a good time in real life is like, that's that's the part that I really feel like I, I really live to do music for is just being on the road. So I miss this way more than you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And that was Saba. He joined us to talk about his new album, his tour and his show this evening at the Aragon Ballroom here in Chicago. Saba, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Let's go out on another track off the new album. This song's called Make Believe. That's it for this episode. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch you back here on Monday. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.